let's get ready to study God's Word. episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we begin. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege of coming together like this. We appreciate the responsibility that we have here. We ask you to help us that we will be clear in our communication and that we will be blessed as we speak and those who hear it will also be blessed. May everything be done according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, Having the Right Perspective. Having the Right Perspective. Here's our verse. 1 Samuel 17, 26, King James Version. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? This is a story that most of us are very familiar with. David and Goliath. It's a well-known story, even for people who don't regularly attend church. It is a story that has a lot of deep significance. Um, There are a lot of lessons that could be learned just from this story. But today we're going to focus on a small part, short part. We're going to focus on David after he gets to the battlefield where his father has sent him to find out how his brothers are doing and and bring some supplies for them. He comes out there and while he's talking with everyone, Goliath comes out. And David is perplexed because he recognizes that the children of Israel are afraid. And he recognizes that this enemy of God is just operating with impunity. And so he says, what what is going on here? Right? What is going on here? Looking at verse 26. Um, Actually, let's go back before 26. Let's start at 23. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words. And David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. Now, earlier, it tells us that he was a pretty big guy. He was six cubits high, right? A cubit being 18 inches, he was about nine feet tall. Okay? Six cubits in a span, so he was over nine feet tall. And so when they see him come out there, nine feet is not... Is not uh, an insignificant height. 
right? And he probably wasn't skinny. He was a warrior wearing a lot of heavy metal. So he was probably a robust guy. And the Philistines had figured out this was an easy way to, to win battles. You get two armies together, you say, look, we don't all have to fight all of you guys. How about you just fight our champion? And whoever, pick a champion on your side, fight our champion, and whoever wins, wins, and whoever loses, loses, and it just makes everything easier, right? So this has been happening for 40 days. And David comes up here. David is in his teens, somewhere around 16, 17 years old at this point. David is in his teens. And he comes out here and he hears this and he recognizes that Israel is afraid. And in fact, they say in 1 Samuel 17, verse 25, and the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel has he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Right? Free as in no taxes, no other um, responsibilities to the, to the king. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down that thou might see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another and spake after the same manner, and the people answered him again after the former manner. Okay. David sees a giant, just like everyone else sees a giant. But David has a different perspective from everyone else because David is thinking about God first and foremost. The other people are watching their situation. They're arrayed in battle and this guy wants to fight and they're all afraid of him. No one wants to be the one who's going to go out there. They're all afraid. But David isn't seeing any of that because David is paying attention to God's perspective. That's why he said right from the beginning, right from the beginning, he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that he should defy the armies of the living God. That's the perspective that David has. Later, when he speaks with Saul, he comes and he says, he explains why he's going to do what he's going to do, because Saul is concerned. Saul is like, you're, you're a young man. You can't fight this guy. You're a young man. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. <laughs> well, you got to start sometime, right? And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. 
And I went out after him and smote him and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. And then to make the point even more clear. Verse 37. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with thee. David's perspective is that of God. David is doing this because of God. David isn't simply annoyed about the Philistine. He's not feeling egotistical about his strength or his abilities. He's saying, how can we be the people of God and allow this guy to blaspheme against God? And no one is doing anything about that. He says, no, this nonsense has to be put a stop to. He's thinking from God's perspective. So while the other people are afraid because they're looking at the giant and his armor and his experience, David is just thinking, who is this guy that he thinks he can defy the armies of the living God? Because it is God who he will be with. It is God who will be with him. Right? And so we go past the trying to put armor on him and him not going with the armor. And finally, finally, we come to, again, another place where David uses a different perspective, okay? In verse 30, no, 41, yeah, 41. He drew near to the Philistine in verse 40. And the Philistine came on and drew near to David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. Right, meaning he doesn't look battle hardened. He doesn't look like he's done a hard day of work in his life. He's he looks like some child, right? That's just a little bit grown. And so Goliath is insulted. Goliath is insulted. And and so verse 43 it says, And the Philistines said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. David's perspective is different. And because David's perspective is different, David's confidence is different. David's approach is different. David doesn't have the fear that everyone else has because David is not looking at things from the perspective of everyone else. And he continues, this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcass, the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, 
that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. All right? Notice this. This is supposed to be a fight by the two champions. The one champion says to the other one, you think I'm a dog? I'm going to crush you. And David says, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I come in the name of the Lord. You will be crushed, and the carcasses of all of your team are going to be feeding the birds. You guys are going to know that there is a God in Israel. This entire assembly will understand, and our team is going to defeat your team. 48. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Ran toward them. This is insane. Think about this. You've got a young guy, 16, 17 years old, running towards a guy that is easily twice his height. Okay? Running towards someone that is, I shouldn't say easily, because nine foot. And a span, he'd have to be about five foot. But okay, could could easily be fifty, be um, twice his height. And he's running in the direction of not just the champion, but the entire opposing force. And all he has is a sling and five smooth stones. That's all he's carrying right now. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead, and the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. You can only imagine what that looked like for the people, the champions, the Philistines, rather. You can only imagine what it looks like when they see their guys going, and they should be able to hear this, because remember, Goliath was coming into the valley and yelling out his whole, send me a man that I may fight, blah, blah, blah. So when he's in that same valley and he's saying, what am I, a dog, blah, 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 blah. All of that communication can be heard because of the way the sound would carry there. That's why they were there. That's why he was going into that location to, to have that communication each day. And here it is, they heard what they heard and they see their champion fall. They see their champion fall. Verse 50. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Wherefore, therefore, David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Actually, when the armor bearer, when the guy carrying the shield <laughs> saw that, that, um, that Goliath had fallen, that guy's gone, because he should be here. He should be here. He still has a shield. He does not stick around. And all of the Philistines fled. Okay? And the men of Israel and of Judah arose 
and shouted and pursued the Philistines until thou come to the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way to Shearim, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. It's all a matter of perspective. When we face those giants in our lives, whatever those giants are, when we face those giants, we can either become overwhelmed by looking at those giants and imagining how powerful they are, or we can put our focus on God and consider that God is bigger, better, stronger, faster than any giant that we face. It's all a matter of having the right perspective. We need to focus on God and not on our problems. We need to trust God and not worry about the problems. Most of all, we need to be motivated by a desire to accomplish things for the Lord's glory and honor. It's all a matter of having the right perspective. Make sure that as you pursue your activities in this coming week, as you face the various challenges that, that come your way, make sure that you remember that it's all about having the right perspective. It's all about remembering that God is in charge, that there's nothing too great for him to handle, that there are no impossibilities with God. 1 Samuel 17, 26 says, And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your goodness, your love to us. We thank you for your watch care and your protection over us. We thank you, Lord, that there's nothing too hard for you to do. There's nothing that surprises you. There's nothing that catches you off guard. There's nothing where you don't know how to solve it. We pray that we will trust you, that we will hold these promises, that we will understand and recognize these truths even in our worst even in the times of, of our greatest anxiety. Help us to trust you fully. Help us to have the right perspective. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.